once again, Bengals fans. How's it going? Not doing too bad here in Madison, Wisconsin. It's actually in uh, very, very nice weather this week. I don't believe that we are in almost the middle of November, which is freaking crazy. Thanksgiving is next week already. Ugh, I feel like I'm in a time warp. Haven't talked to you guys in a while. Life's been getting me again. Actually, something happened during this uh, f the 49ers game I'm going to break down. That's kind of where, you know, I, I kind of did take a little hiatus, but that's okay. Now I'm back. Uh, this episode I will be doing kind of a twofer. I'm going to go through the Bills game as well as the uh, aforementioned Niners game, which, great success. Great success for uh, for both weeks. Very excited about where this Bengals team is. Uh, so uh, let me introduce myself. Sorry. My name is Josh Reeser. Diehard Bengals fan. Always been. Thanks, Dad. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or the X at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this Bengals Twitter at Ethos Bengals. I'm part of the Sports Ethos Nation. Thank you for listening. And uh, let's uh, let's get into it because coming off the bye, the Bengals were in a tight spot. They were 3-3 three and three after a very tumultuous start, which, looking at the past three seasons, that's all they have been. So, not too... Too far-fetched for them to uh, get on one of those win streaks that they like to do. Uh, however, coming out of the bye with the two of the hardest games of the schedule, potentially. Although I think Buffalo uh, super overrated. And we will find out later, probably in the, maybe in the next episode I'll talk about how they are just super freaking overrated. And I hate them. And I don't want them to get any more publicity. Anyways, this game was very fun for Bengals fans. Like I said, coming off the bye... Cincinnati has to go to the West Coast. At least it's a 3 o'clock game, Central Time. I don't know if that really even matters. I, I confused myself thinking about it earlier, about what they're doing. I don't know, their bodies probably aren't used to it. That's, well, that's a, like a noon game. That's not that bad, actually. Kind of a later game. For, anyways, I digress. It was a high-scoring game, for Cincy at least. And Joe Burrow finally, like, he needed that week off so bad. He looked like the android that he once was. Um, 28 of 32 for passing. Like, the dude was not missing. Let's go over the box score real fast. I'll, I'll start with that. Maybe try to switch her up a little bit. I'll do more. I'll, I'll break down the play-by-play -play a little bit, but let's, uh, let's see how the box score looked. Awesome. 28-32. 283 yards. That's that's kind of funny. 28 of 32, 283. Anyways, three touchdowns. Uh, three took three sacks on the day. That's kind of expected against this really nice uh, San Francisco 49ers defensive line. Mixon, another five and a half average yard game. 16 carries for 87 yards and a touchdown. He had a long of 20. He looked pretty good. I don't know why Zach wasn't giving him the ball more. Um, it's okay. I think Zach just kind of has a, uh, a... I don't know if it's a hatred against the wall, the run this season or, or what it is, but he's just not really putting much faith in Mixon. But you know who did look good running the ball was Joey Bizzle. 
Six carries, 43 yards. He also had a long of 20. And on one of those was a first down, and he gets he got up the little slide and dropped the ball like the mic again, and, like, this dude is back. Like, it's about time for him to be playing, like, the highest-paid player in the NFL. And fully healthy. Like, it's crazy what a guy can do with two fully healthy calves. Jamar had another big game, 10 catches for 100 yards. That's an average of 10 yards for us math whizzes out there. And a touchdown. He had 12 targets, so it's pretty good conversion rate. I'm not that good on math to figure that out, though. Sorry, guys. T. Higgins, decent game. You know, T. was solid. Moved the sticks when the Bengals needed him to. Uh, hasn't really had a big boom game, I think, since they played the Ravens back in week two or three, whenever that was. So, I... I don't see him coming back if I don't, I mean, let me rephrase it. I don't see Cincinnati signing him to a big contract. I'm almost in the camp where they should have traded him at the trade deadline for something. Maybe this offseason they can get something for him. I don't know how that all works out. I need to dig deeper. I should probably not say anything if I don't know what I'm talking about. But, hey, that's life. But, I don't know. I see. Uh, I see Carolina offering him a lot of money. Someone that lacks a true number one receiver. Shit, maybe, excuse my language there, maybe he goes to Houston. That would be fun. Nico T, Tank Dell. That'd be tough. I'll be talking about Houston in my next episode, and it's not very positive, so. Uh, let's keep on here. Boyd had a decent game. Three catches for 40 yards. And uh, my man, Yoshi. Whoa. Andre Yoshivas is the second touchdown in two games on another, uh, like, scramble drill. Joe, him and Joe have a good connection. Andre just kind of knows where to find the uh, the open space, which for for him being a raw prospect is awesome. I, I love watching Yoshi. Uh, let's look at the defense. Defense was huge today. Back-to-back uh, -back interceptions from Purdy at one point between the two linebackers. Uh, Wilson and Pratt are just, they have to be the best linebacker duo, if not top top three. I mean, Logan Wilson led the team in tackles, too. Two pass deflections, like, that guy's just all over the place. They caused a fumble on Purdy, Purdy three turnovers, that's a huge factor. He, I mean, he threw for 365, but that was mainly garbage time. The biggest thing was, you know, San Francisco has all these weapons, and... Maybe the best running back in the league. I think he probably is Christian McCaffrey. Like, since he bottled him up all day, 12 carries for 54 yards, I think that was Christian's worst rushing effort of the season. He had six catches for 64 yards. He did have two touchdowns, so, you know, not a total bust. But for the most part, they kept Christian in, in check, and that's probably a huge reason why they won. Let's, uh, let's look at the three things that I typically break down. I like to kind of take a closer look at. Let's see if those had any big indications on if uh, how, how the, the day was played out. Guys, I haven't even said the final score. The final score yet. I apologize. Cincinnati 31, San Francisco 17. But honestly, it wasn't even that close. And uh, when I try and I do a little mini breakdown, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get into it. But I mean, first let's take a look. The uh, the top, the time of possession, is actually pretty pretty even. I, when I was doing this, I, I thought it was going to be more so in the Bengals' favor. It's about 31 minutes to 20, 29 minutes. That's the right math. This might become like a math podcast. We can kind of all learn as we go. 
total plays, Cincinnati only ran six more, 62 to 56. I mean, I guess in the scheme of things, in the end of the game, the Bengals were just kind of uh, trying to milk the clock and bring her down, and San Francisco did. I think the Bengals were just kind of letting them nickel and dime down the field, and that's also when Purdy was able to pick up a bunch of those passing yards. Now it's like a penalty. Oh, wow. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, that's the team I like. They only had one penalty for 15 yards all day. Like, yeah, that's going to help big time. San Francisco, meanwhile, 5 for 54. That's that's a good chunk. That's probably some drive extenders, some drive killers on there. Uh, big advantage for Cincinnati on that one. It's kind of crazy for me to see that because usually Cincinnati acts like they don't practice and they're undisciplined at times, but I like being me and made look like an idiot sometimes, so good for them. I already said Bengals won the turnover battle big time. Let's look at third down because that's another big thing I always like to look at. Let's see, since uh, actually San Fran probably a little better. They went 5 for 9, Cincinnati went 3 for 8, so it's not like third down was a, a huge factor for Cincy. I thought they would have been more efficient the way they played, but uh, as I remember, maybe it was a couple of bigger plays that happened. All right, let's get into the re recap a little bit. And honestly, first game, first opening drive, like Joe Burrow had one of the craziest plays I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I've retweeted it a bunch, where he he's just he's dodging defenders left and right. He's spinning out of the way. Two two times he he got out of sack attempts, and then he he ran up to the right, which the whole thing about this whole season was if he could extend plays to the right. Throws a dot to Higgins for a first down. I believe that was a third and seven. Like the man was on a mission that day. I don't know if maybe he was just like the the California air or something, but you know after. Stopping San Fran for a three and out since he just 10 play, 85 yard drive, just chunk play, chunk play. Burrow was making big passes. Uh, Mixon had his 20 yard run beginning, the biggest one of the day, to uh, to set up a big, uh, I don't even know what I'm saying, red, red zone uh, victory. You know, finishing off with Tyler Boyd in the end zone. Uh, but then, you know, San Fran came back with an eight-play drive of their own. They covered 75 yards in about five minutes. Both both drives were about five minutes. So the first quarter was moving fast. Uh, that's when McCaffrey finished it up the middle. Uh, big play by IU. He was big for them. I believe he had over 100 yards. I think 107 or 109. Now a big IU guy. Uh, I think the Niners were also dealing with a, a Debo Samuel injury. So that that also helped. Uh, since he gets the ball back in sixth place, 60 yards, drive it down. Uh, this is when Yoshi had his uh, scramble drill touchdown, which was awesome to see them convert in the middle of the or the, the the end zone, the red zone. Excuse me. Seems a lot of teams this year can't finish, and actually Cincinnati is one of their strongest features is their red zone D. Uh, then you know the game, the the half half gets a little. At this point, it's 14-7. Uh, they held him to another three now. Then the Bengals, you know, drive down the field again. They get helped out with a couple penalties. And uh, Burrow takes a big big sack at the end of the drive. And McPherson misses a 50-yarder. I don't know if it was a win, but man, just again. McPherson, I'm, I'm just not really feeling him this season, guys. 
there's something up with them. Ever since he sat out the frickin' halftime show. So San Fran answered with a field goal of their own. At this point, it's 14-10. Bengals driving it again. Another, they're just they're doing whatever they want against the San Francisco supposedly vaunted defense. But bust. I'm sorry, he's a bust, and his playing time has been decreased lately. Irv Smith fumbles it on the freaking like five yard line. He's a, he's it's a little screen pass to Irv, and I can't stand those stupid little passes. And yeah, he fumbles it inside the five. Luckily, since he keeps San Fran out of the end zone, they they're driving, but they fall short. Yeah, uh, since he gets the ball back in the second half, kick a field or get a field goal after a seventy-yard seven-play drive. Excuse me. Then it's punt, punt. This is where Cincinnati steps up on defense, at least. This is where they get the back-to-back -back interceptions. However, that's sandwiched by a Cincy four and out, basically. Five and out, I should say. So, you know, actually in the first interception, San Francisco was driving. And it, oh, this was, I should, I, good thing I didn't skip this one. Because this was a Jermaine Pratt interception. Purdy is inside the 10, they're on the 8. And uh, Purdy's scrambling right, he's trying to make something out of nothing. And he, Pratt's coming at him at a, at a different angle, like, kind of like a side-to-side -side angle. And Purdy tries to squeeze it inside, squeeze it inside a window. And Pratt bats it, and then bats it to himself, and uh, intercepts it. And honestly, he was going to take that thing to the house, but he stepped out of bounds. So that was awesome. Nothing to see though afterwards, since he punts it back. Their their rookie punter really—they might have to draft another one because his foot probably hurts by now, this season. Uh, however, San Fran gets the ball back, and boom! This is where Logan Wilson strikes. And that is inside the San Francisco 20 as well. So Bengals, great field position. And uh, you know what? First play, they don't want to make. They don't. They're not wasting any time. Boom! 17-yard touchdown pass to Chase. And it's looking pretty good at this point. 24-10. There's about 13 minutes left. San Fran, they still got them some fighting them. They do a 10-play, 75-yard drive. Uh, this is another nickel and dimer, so since he's just letting them take as much clock as they want. Uh, that one took about five minutes. Since he gets another, gets the ball back, they have a 10-play, 80-yard drive on themselves and cap it off with a mix and touchdown. I mean, this is a fun game to watch. It was kind of back and forth. If Purdy didn't throw those back-to-back -back interceptions, it would have been closer. Uh, you know, and then the, they get the ball back one more time, and the, this is where... Uh, where Brock fumbles it off of Trey Hendrickson's sack and kind of a ball don't lie Matt moment because the play prior pretty had a pass intercepted but they call the roughing the pa a BS roughing the passer calling a reader what's what's new and uh, but next play they fumbled it and uh, ball don't lie so you know since he goes into San Fran and uh, it beats one of the premier teams like San Fran was hot. I take that back. They were they had just lost one since he had handled them a second straight loss. So uh, it was it was a very very uh, fun game to watch, despite what had happened. Um. So, but we're not going to get into that. We're going to keep this positive. It was a good Bengals win. I didn't question a lot of the play calling, which honestly doesn't really happen too much. Zach Taylor is usually pissing me off about something, but I eh, can't complain.
And guys, I know I said I was going to go over the Bills game, but I actually went longer than I thought, so I'm going to have to do that in another episode as well, but I'm going to kind of get into the breakdown and like what we're expecting. You know, Buffalo's kind of been struggling as well. They kind of seem to play to their opponents. They lose to the ones they shouldn't, and the B games... You know, they, they just play the level of their opponent. That's, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Although, I think they're very overrated. Josh Allen leads the league in turnover since he's coming to the league, but he's still talked about like he's some unicorn. That pisses me off. He was getting commercials before Joe Burrow did, and there's no way that Josh Allen is more charismatic than Joe. But now Joe's got all the, all the new ones, so I'll, I'll back off and quit being a B about that. Anyways, got locked down Stephon Diggs. Lately, there's been some turmoil, kind of, between the two, Diggs and Allen. Maybe we, if we can stop him early, get inside of his head, that'd be, that'd be huge. Uh, Buffalo also has a rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid, who's been tearing it up pretty much, pretty well since he's come back from injury. Uh, but they kind of use him as a quick hitter, so he'll probably get peppered with a lot of targets. And the Bills running game doesn't scare me. Like, honestly, Josh Allen is probably their best running back. So, And they're dealing with some injuries in the defense. You know, the past two games last season, the Bengals played the Bills, and they just came out firing. And I kind of expect the same thing. I mean, I know what happens, but that's what I was expecting. Like, and if they've come out the way they played against San Fran, watch out. Like, Buffalo... I think they're going to be enough for a rude awakening, and I don't... They're not a Super Bowl contender to me. League's kind of funky right now, but... What are you going to do? I, I like a little parody, I guess. And all guys, that's going to do today. So I'm uh, I'm glad I get to split it off into two episodes. Um, you know, the Bengals... They're hot. When they get hot, they're really hard to beat. And they just need to do it at the right time. And so that'll do it, guys. Once again, you can find me on Twitter, R-I-E-S-S-1-4, or Ethos Bengals. Good day, and have a good day.